Hello, everyone. This is Pause for Parenting, brought to you by Paradis, Parent Education for Development in Barbados, and this radio station. I'm Cicely Clark Richmond, Director of Paradis. Paradis is a non governmental organization established with the primary goal of addressing the challenges faced by parents and families in Barbados. Assistance is provided through a wide range of programs, which include classes in parenting designed to educate parents in all aspects of child-rearing practices to help them to positively impact the lives of their children. Paradise promotes strong, cohesive family life, which includes working towards life goals, imparting values to promote positive family life, and practicing work-life balance to include entertainment, reading, play, and to bring balance to life. Paradise also provides private and confidential individual and family counseling. These sessions are designed to assist clients to identify the root problems affecting them. Our other flagship program is the Community Outreach Program. We will be happy to assist your organization, be it a school, place of employment, church, community or sports groups, to talk to parents and young adults about parenting. Call us at 427-0212 or email us at admin at paradise.net with your requests. We also offer a parenting class where you can learn how to keep your child involved in positive, wholesome activities. Classes are held on Wednesdays between 4.30 and 6.30 p.m. and Saturdays between 9.30 and 12.30 there is no escaping it. Everywhere you go, somebody's talking about it. Calypsonians are singing about it. I'm talking about the high cost of living in Barbados. While government has from time to time reached out to help the most vulnerable in our society, I think all of us are feeling very vulnerable right now. Today on Pause for Parenting, we're going to hear from Keisha Thompson, a mother of one who has her own business. She designs and sews so close, how she's coping. And we'll hear from our financial advisor, Roderick Nurse, as we try to find out what we can do differently, what we need to do to help us to continue to survive in this pandemic. Keisha, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you. And Roderick, welcome back. Yes, thank you. It's good to be here. Now, I'm going to begin with you, she no, I'm going to begin with you, Keisha. Sure. Tell us a little bit about your situation, um, the age of your, your, your son. How has business been going for you? How you've been coping both mentally and financially? Right. So thank you once again for having me here. I am a mother of one. He's three, but he, sometimes he, it seems as if he's like three in one mm -hmm. because all my attention as far as he's concerned should be on him and him alone. Exactly. But, you know, he's at that age where he needs his mother and, you know, his mother needs herself as well and her sanity and, and, and you know, um, trying to cope with... Uh, everything as it is and then running a business in in still a a post covid um time it's it's very trying um 
persons, they they will find you and say to you, well, you know, we would like something done, but sometimes not at the same time, you know. So basically, it's almost like your hopes are are, are getting up because, you know, you're, you're going to have a client and so on, but it doesn't happen like that all the time. And really and truly, you cannot rush people into making a purchase or an order with you because people are also feeling it as well. Clients are also feeling it as well or potential clients and they come to you and and, and they're just trying to survive just like you. And, and with me, I have to be very mindful of that. Sometimes, you know, you have to try and meet them where they're at. So if it is that, you know, they want an outfit, they make a down payment, but sometimes they may not be able to make the full down payment. So you, you say to them, well, you know what? You can make the down payment as you go. And then when you have reached that down payment point, then I will start the outfit for you. But obviously you have to give yourself time a good length of time mm-hmm. because obviously you have to give me time to do the outfit. Now, when that happens, if there are groceries to be bought and so on, if you do have a bit of money, the first thing you're thinking about, okay, what does my child need? Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my child, he, 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 he eats well. He has a very healthy appetite and, and so on. Thank God his, his father is, is the type of person who likes to buy things in advance. So that, 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 that's things that have as like clothing, mm-hmm. for example. He has his clothes, so I don't have to worry too much about getting clothes for him. My, the main concern is food and making sure his daycare bills are paid. Um, you know, make sure he has the essentials. And I will tell you that from week to week, it is a real juggling act. And if it is that you have bills to pay, you, you have to know how you're going to speak to people, you know, to tell them, well, you know what, I don't I don't have it today. Can I pay a bit now? Can I pay a little here? It's like a mind, mind M-I-N-D, battlefield, you know? So it's a real juggling act. And I and I say to mothers out there, you know, it's 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 not easy, but you 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 really need to sometimes talk to yourself because I do that a lot. I talk to myself and say, okay, Keisha, you know, let's get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to get it done. You know, there is no backing down. There's no throwing your hands up in the air and say, you know, let me let me just leave this to someone else because that's not an option. So it has, you would say, it has changed how you how you pay your bills, how you look at life in general, even with your customers. Mo- obviously most, most definitely, because everyone is affected. It's not just me. And, yes. You know, you'd like to just be able to think about yourself, mm-hmm. but you can't uh, because there are people out there who are feeling it, who are just trying to juggle just like you or they're on a hustle you know, just trying to see how they best can survive. they can survive. And yeah. if it means that you, you have to cut back on some things, then you, you may have to do that. You, you know, you may have to do that for your child as well. But you know that a child needs certain essentials. So of you course. have to make sure those and they're essentials... And they're not going to understand. No. Ro- Roderick, it. come in here for me, please, with regards <laughs> to um, your your feedback from, you know clients from every regular people in terms of how are we coping how are things looking with from we know that things are high yeah. there's no question about that everybody's feeling the pinch 
talk to us from a, from a financial perspective. What are some of the things that you've been hearing and, and even you know people are talking about? All right. Um, yeah, it has been extremely tough. Um, and but before we get into answer your question, I got one question for Keisha. You, the business you're doing now, you were always in this or you were in another form of business and then you switched to this one? Well, I've always been in it. I, I've been in it. My mom, she would have started out and we would have had our, we would have had a brick and mortar business from 2005 and she passed away and so on and I took it over, hitting the ground running. So you, 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 you know what works and what does not work, but when you throw in Cost of living, yes, the <laughs> pandemic and the cost of living. Then we had the ash, and then we had this, and we had that. You know, it, it really throws you for a loop. So I have been in it for a good while, you know, almost mm-hmm. most of my life. But um, it, it's been it's been difficult. Uh, as I listened to Keisha, um, the I found it I found it interesting, and I asked where she's coming from because. You talk about building build a, a sense of confidence. Even though you're in a pandemic, you're still talking about a sense of confidence and a sense of resilience. That is what my clients. Mm. I've got a client that was happy. When he got laid off from his work, he said to me, Roderick, I was just waiting for the payout because he, he is making more money now from the job that he has gone into okay. than what he was doing that before. There's another gentleman that I know he got laid off, and the only thing he was sorry about is that he didn't leave the job or get laid off earlier. Oh. I've got another lady who said to me, Roderick, I can't complain. COVID has been good to me. And yet I've got some clients who the loss of a job has resulted in a, in, in a depression. depression of course. They simply don't know what to do. You know, where am I going to get money from? And to my mind... You, Which is you, normal. <laughs> yeah, it is normal. <laughs> but something about... People, and I do not know if it's how we're socialized, um, that in tough times they respond differently. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with a young lady um, today, and I, I know when she started to work and she had it really tough. And she said to me, when she entered the job, and the job is pretty much like being self-employed. She said to me, when she entered the job, as tough as it was, she had nothing else to go back to, so she simply could not fail. That's right. And... <laughs> What was interesting is around that time I had a conversation with a colleague of her, hers who was coming into the job, and I remember having a conversation with him, and he was saying he was running a, 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 a small business. And he said the 15th of the month, and he has not made any money in the business, he would be so depressed that he will go back in bed. And, you know, he don't want to face the day. Mm. That, to my mind, said to me, he will not make it in any business where you have to face a challenge. Because for the young lady, if I don't have money by the 15th for the month, I cannot stay in bed. I have to get up and I have to get out to get it happen. It Especially if you have a child happen. depending on you or children depending on you. I, I mean, I'm not saying anything against the men, but when it comes to a woman and she has children mouths to feed and they're looking at you and they say, Mommy, I'm hungry. Mommy, I, I would like this. Mommy. It, it touches at your heart. So, you know, you have to get up and go. Find something. Right. You have to do it. Well, and, and I can add, I can add as a man, when you see your children struggling, mm. it, it rips everything from you. That men do provide and look out for the children. So you will find that in, 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 in some relationships, the challenge with money comes from the relationship with the mom as opposed to what you give to the child 
And even in a recession, that poses a problem. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you want to give the child more than they need. Because very often, if you can't provide a particular pair of shoes or, or something like that, you think you are failing the child. Many child is really looking for your time and attention. Mm. Um, I have children of my own, and I found it interesting that the things that, that, that may, meant a lot to them, like I can look back with my parents, were the time they spent with me, and not the things that I, I bought. And for, I said to, I said, remember saying to my daughter, but if I know you all would feel that way, there's a whole lot I wouldn't buy. <laughs> because, you know, it was just my time you all wanted. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we take on more pressure than we need to. Mm -hmm. um, and we then got to look and gauge and see what is necessary to give. Um, you talk about this recession. One of the things, and not just recession, because it is the loss of a job or change of a circumstance, even as you will meet this for people, say, going into retirement. So there are stages where it would happen. You have to take an assessment of what do I have? What is my financial strength? What do I have in savings? If I've got a life insurance policy, what do I have in cash values? Um, doing that assessment, what can I do without? There's a young lady that I know I sat down with in doing the financial counseling, and she was up to her head in debt. And I said to her, look, if you think about it, your cable that you have, take out the cable TV, you don't necessarily need that, and just have internet. And I remember she told a friend of, of, that, of mine, she said, but I don't like talking to Roderick, you know. <laughs> because because I, really, he, I really like my programs. I, like to I am not prepared to do that. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we're not prepared to, to, to take the early decisions, make the early interventions. And sometimes the choices are hard. Sometimes I remember there was one lady I said to her, um, walk, away from the, walk away from the house. Tell the bank, you cannot pay this mortgage, you cannot service this debt. She was actually living home at the time. I said to her, let it go. She fought and she fought with it until finally the bank decided to take it up. Now, very often, if you even in business, if you have to close a business or um, get rid of something, you are in control of that process. And very often you are in a good financial position to make that decision. Then you have put so much in to retain sometimes a business or an entity that is that failing. It has pulled so much from you that by the time you've lost it, you then got to look at how do I recover? That is true. You see? So it is making the decisions early. Yes, we hope for the best, but we got to plan for the worst. Mm -hmm. She will get back a house, you see? But when you got to go through a whole long court process and the bank and the calls and the stress, um, you know, you wear yourself mentally. So, so it is how you manage in that regard. Um, Agree. Mm -hmm. Keisha, um, you mentioned earlier that, that you had to make some adjustments with regards to your, your, your son. And, and, and as a mother, we know how that feels. You know, your child needs a new pair of shoes. You know what I mean? And, but you don't have the money. I um, guess you can look to maybe, you know, get a, a cheaper pair or just have to wait until you know, the money, the money comes. G give us like a, maybe a, a practical example of, of something that you had to, you had to do, but based on what was happening to you, you could not do it. Well, um, I, I, I think uh, one of the main things that I would have had to do is uh, sometimes like what, like what he eats so so for example he loves grapes but i also buy apples which tend to be a bit cheaper and uh, and oranges so when the grapes are finished and he says mommy grapes i will say well Ray, no grapes 
but you can have you can have uh, an apple you can have some oranges you know and most times that works and so on not all the time um, because I know what he likes so when I'm able to mm-hmm. I will purchase those grapes for him um what what else my my, my I, I I must admit my my child he he does not ask for a lot to be quite honest with you he 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 likes balloons <laughs> so i can purchase balloons for him and he will play with that mm-hmm. so he will play with those but of course there are times you can't buy the balloons because there are other considerations to be made and and so on but um always my main concern is just making sure his his fees are paid his nursery his nursery his school is paid for because at the end of the day i have to go out i have to work mm-hmm. you know i have to ensure that there is money, money coming, in. Coming, in, coming in you know so he he is not a very demanding child mm-hmm. but he likes what he likes and i try to give that to him I, I may be one of those parents who who may spoil him a little, but not too much. So mm-hmm. I think that's basically the only thing I, I that I, that comes to mind right away in terms of change and and, and what I do to kind of um, shift things around a bit. Mm-hmm. Roderick, with yeah. regards to um, Keisha's a single a single mother, we also have couples who are who are struggling. And a lot of the times you would find that they see and see and handle money differently. You know, one is a spender, one is a saver, and then they get into self into trouble because they can't they can't come together and compromise and find find a, a, a way forward. How how do you deal with that situation? Um, this program is about a week <laughs> and length. Um, that that. That that is a that is you see what happens is that that is a challenge because um, normally in relationships there are pressures you are bringing two different people from different cultures and they all got their way of doing they all have their their own way of doing things and if they don't have a system to address issues then the financial challenges is going to blow it's everything harder. out of proportion. Yes. So the financial challenges is like the stress test. It shows up the weaknesses that are there, and it brings it to the fore a whole lot more. So it is not necessarily that money breaks the relationship. The relationship wasn't strong. It was just waiting for the right way to be applied. So it is a case of putting systems in place to deal with it. But the best way that I have found in dealing with this is to make it not a... Uh, to make it a... Uh, 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 a project. This is the project that we are working on. And it might be a case where if you want to look at an issue, don't look at it as a me or you issue. Let's say that we are, that somebody else had this problem and sweetheart, you and I were going to give them advice. What advice would we give them? You've got to find a way to take the emotions out of it so you can deal with the matter objectively. And that's the first process. The other thing in terms of of a couple and you're looking at handling money is to write it down. Don't go by how you feel. Go by what the facts say. If at the beginning of the month you look at the things that you need and you write it down. And when you put that and you total up and you look at how much money you had and it is zero, it is not if you feel we can buy it. Mm. There is no money there to buy it. And there's nothing to argue about. It is not what you feel. I feel it is... This may see no money here. So you will know before you make bad spending decisions um, 
what it is at the beginning of the month, you know, do we have the money to do this or not? And the appetites, what are priorities? Um, I've heard a wife complain, and rightfully so, of a husband that wanted to buy a game console, and there's no money, because he felt it was all right when he works really hard or whatever, he needed time to relax. There is nothing more frustrating to a partner to know that you got something to do and work to do and the other body just sitting down there being lazy. Now, the challenge is those attitudes are being passed on to the children. The children, they're picking that up. And you are not, you're not really building. You're ripping things apart. So it is a time to come in together. And there's a time to put rules in place, understand what are the priorities. And if there's ever a time for agreement, um, is at the point of time of a crisis. So, like in Keisha's case, one of the things that I ask, and this is moving on to single persons to do, is that, and all depend upon the strength of the relationship, see if you can get yourself in a position where the money that is to come in the house mm-hmm. is not money you need to spend right away. If you can, if, if, if say dad is bringing in $100 a month and you can live on $50 and put aside the other 50, See if you can accumulate a hundred or two hundred dollars, because the day that don't bring money, you're not stressed, and that is not passed on to the child, mm-hmm. because it, it doesn't hit you, you know, in that in that regard. So well, you I want to say, save that part. I of must it. say, my partner, he's very good at that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sacrificing, and and usually for me. If I have this amount of money, I, I really have to get better at, uh, you know, a hundred dollars comes in, put aside fifty dollars. But my thing is okay. These things need to be done. This has to be paid. This grocery has to be bought and everything like that. Uh, and then no money. Yeah. <laughs> you I know? Think she's a typical woman. We see things and they need to be fixed right away. Yes. So we fix it. And then after that, we come back no. and say, oh, Lord. Or I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. That is the planning. I need to get because that, Because sure. you look at, it's really, you know, what you're doing, you're bringing, you're bringing the future those goals into the present so you can properly address them. So, you know, you, you when you set aside the amount for shopping, this is the amount for shopping and this is the amount for the water and you will know beforehand what do you have the up? What do you have the the, oh, the, the to amount get, to do? I have to get better at that because right? I, I would tell you sometimes <laughs> I go to the groceries and you say, okay, this amount for the groceries and then you say, oh, Need that too. I need that too. Yeah. And know, then there's extra money being spent. Exactly. So. Roderick, another problem that I know a lot of um, um, mothers, fathers, parents face, um, the whole question of you've gotten into a situation where you, you you can't you can no longer afford the lifestyle that you would have been accustomed to in, t- in terms of going into the store and buy a three hundred dollar shoe, you know, um, going and spend five hundred dollars supermarket, you know, and your children are accustomed to that as well. Um, and then how, how do you how do you deal with, with them when you yourself are, are struggling, trying to, okay, I gotta cut out this, can't, can't do this. How, how do we deal with that? Uh, again, um, depending on the age of the children, very often the nine, the seven, the five-year-old understands what is happening. You can sit down and have a conversation with them and say, you know, this is what we need to do. And they do understand. And if you can bring them into the whole mix and say, you know, this is what we, 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 this is the plan and bring them into planning, it is easier to sit with them as opposed to the frustration that will come out. Um, and then every person can come together and they can have their little chores and that little bit in, 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 in getting done. There is a reality, though, 
that and there are some brands of cornflakes that are expensive and you know growing up i remember it happened that my mom was substituting cornflakes and when she bought this other cheaper brand <laughs> it was like don't buy this because we we you know this was we are eating this so change, you're changing the taste mm-hmm. and palate that that is an issue in itself um uh, eating breadfruit is an acquired taste and if you got to eat breadfruit every day for a period of time you know it is is a commitment of will and not necessarily, you know, th- th- what you want or to do. Or maybe just just changing of how it's cooked, yeah. you know. Yeah, but I'll tell you one of the things that mm-hmm. I discovered as well you can do is if you're taking children out to have fun, they want to have fun. So you might decide, let's go and use the swing and the slide in Queen's Park. Mm-hmm. And you don't really have, like, as opposed to a fast food place where they will you get thirsty. Right? Mm-hmm. There's n- you get there's a pipe to carry some water <laughs> in Queen's Park. Or the beach. The beach is really, really a, it's a nice place. There's mm-hmm. no entry mm-hmm. to the beaches. You don't have to pay anything. And you pack what you want. So sometimes selecting where you go can also be a means of still having that family time together, enjoying the good moments and not spending the money, but mm-hmm. including the family in, the, in, in, in what is happening and discussions at, at, at the child's level. You don't necessarily want a child that you can tell the child everything and then the neighbor comes and say, oh, mommy ain't got no money. She, no, 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 no. you got to know what is, mm-hmm. what is still appropriate. But it does take a whole lot more planning mm-hmm. when there's very, very little um, to work with. Which, which brings in the whole topic of, of budgeting. Do you budget, Keisha? Not as well as I should, I mm-hmm. will admit. As I said, I I need to get better at that. Um, the, th- the thing about when the money is not coming in as it should or as it used to, it's hard to say, okay, let me save some of this. And and, and, and I'm the type of person I like to tide. And, and, and even that I feel guilty about. I have to be noting down, okay, how much is it that I owe for my tides? I mean... To me, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous because it, you know it, it. It it really pulls at my fate strings, because if you're tied in, you you should. If you're making money, even a little bit, you tied and everything, and, and the good Lord will provide and everything like that. But then you say, oh. This needs to be um, sorted out. So the budgeting, I would love to be able to do it better, but you can't really do it as well as you'd like to when the money is not coming in like it used to. You know, that is, that, that is a very challenging yeah. um, task. I actually spoke about budget earlier earlier without calling the word because sometimes the word is what what exactly. what, what frightens people. It's a people. bad word. Yes. Um, the, the the budgeting though for a person with a job is different from budgeting from a, for a self-employed person. Yeah. A person with a job will budget with the gross and what they expect to come in. Self-employed person budget the expenses that you have. You can you can budget the gross. You have to make that income. Yeah. And therefore, the 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 other thing about it is you don't know when it is coming in. That's it. So 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 it creates that level of uncertainty yes. as well. So national insurance not going to, going to get paid. There are certain things that you cannot deal with. Life insurance and car insurance and house insurance. Sometimes you compromise them. Mm-hmm. The, diff, the diff the 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 challenge with a self-employed person is that majority of self-employed persons are risk takers. 
that you gotta be a risk taker if you are going to be out there facing the headwinds without the comfort of knowing money. Yes. And a self-employed person will take a chance that the other person would not. True. So he can get any car, he ain't gonna know he ain't pity license, he ain't pity insurance, <laughs> but he can drive down the road. So there are certain risks that you really can't afford to take. So you yes. still gotta take a step right. back. Roger, uh, we're gonna have to continue this discussion next <laughs> week. <laughs> Roger and Keisha, please, I need you to come back so we can dig this down a little bit more because I think there's some very important points that we can we can gather um, from both of you that would help us all. So thank sure. you so much for, for being here and I'll see you next week. Thank yes, you for, for having sure. us, yes. You're welcome. We hope that as you listened to this broadcast, you have benefited in some way and feel motivated to apply the information to your parenting experience. Once again, we at Paradis thank you for listening to Pause for Parenting. Remember, Parenting is all-encompassing. Parents are their children's first and foremost teachers, guidance counselors, and nurturers. You are responsible for guiding and nurturing all aspects of your child's development, including their cognitive and educational development, as well as their social skills and emotional thinking. I leave you with these words of encouragement. Children are a gift from the Lord, a heritage and a reward and are not to be seen as burdens. So train your child in the way that he or she should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I wish you a blessed and productive week ahead. Mm-hmm.